You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker hit, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here. And try to run this play in the alley. What's up, guys? Welcome into Jire Alexander Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can see the disgust on Tim's face right now. Um, check us out on Packernet.com. Find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Text us, 865-658-5824. We're joined alongside Carly up there on the, I believe you're close to the Wisconsin-Minnesota border. They're uh, along enemy lines, and we've got, uh, like I said, Tim live in Green Bay right there in the thick of it. He's been out there uh, protesting in the parking lot this evening. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Tim, what's what's the vibe like in Green Bay? Let's just go ahead and get it. I'm, I'm sure you just stayed home today, though, right? I sure did. <laughs> sure sure did. I didn't go anywhere near that facility. Um <laughs> You know, we got we to get Tim media credentials because I'm telling you, I just need background shots of Tim in the background looking disgusted while people are trying to dig up this stuff. <laughs> I got to have it in my life. I'll uh, tell you what, just just ignore the title and the video, guys. Uh, maybe <laughs> we'll get to a Vikings preview. It's funny, too, point. because someone emailed me and complained about the very thing that I said someone was going to complain about. And I think Omer mentioned it in the chat, too, said, hey, you need to change the title of your video. I'm going to tell you right now, the best way to get me to not change the title is to try to tell me what to do. So I thought, what the heck, let's just leave it alone, just to just to tick that one person off. But anyway, um, that's just how we roll right here. Carly. Yes. I pause for, <laughs> I pause for dramatic effect. Um, what's your initial take on this whole Jair Alexander thing? Like I said, I'll kind of set the stage. What What's the first thing that comes to mind? when we're talking about Jair Alexander and him being suspended. today, I think he didn't really give them a choice the way he handled it going out there. And then the way he to media about it, they, he backed them into a corner and they had to do something to send the message that this kind of behavior can't be tolerated. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here is basically how everything unfolded today. Bang, this hit. Justin from Packernet Podcast actually shot me a text and said, you know, all it was is a screen grab of Packers.com. My immediate response was, is this fake? <laughs> and he went, nope, straight from Packers.com. So here was the media release. Green Bay Packers cornerback Jair Alexander has been placed on reserve slash suspended list by the club for one game for conduct detrimental to the team. General Manager Brian Gutekunst announced this, the transaction Wednesday. Quote, the decision to suspend a player is never easy and not one we take lightly. Unfortunately, Jair's actions prior to the game in Carolina, prior to the game in Carolina, prior to the game in Carolina, led us to take this step, said Gutekunst. 
As an organization, we have an expectation that everyone puts the team first. While we are disappointed, we had a good conversation with Jair this morning and fully expect him to learn from this as we move forward together. We look forward to welcoming him, him back next week as he is a valued member of this team and will continue to be the future. Okay. I want to revert back to this real quick. Just real quick, Matt Schneiderman tweeted this out and said this was a couple of days ago. This was a quote from Tucker Craft, rookie tight end Tucker Craft. Honestly, I don't step out on the field and do anything for me. Just try to be there and be a guy for my teammates, a guy for the coaches. And I think it's that simple. You go out there, you run, you run every route like you're expecting to catch the ball. You block every block like you're the point of attack, and good things will happen to the team. You just owe it to yourself, owe it to your teammates to give your best effort every single snap. Whole different mindset there between a rookie tight end and a cornerback that last year basically got the bag as the highest paid corner in the league. Now, how did we get to this point? We've talked about it a lot, obviously, more than I would like to talk about. But listen, I'm not going to sit here and bury the lead. This is what people want to talk about. This is what we're going to talk about. I know people want to talk about it because that's what the chat has controlled the last three days, right? So we're going to hit on it one last time here now that the decision's been made, at least for one week. So as we dive into it, Earlier today, Mark Tauscher responded to everything uh, Jair Alexander. Okay, this this was before Jair Alexander was suspended. So you guys have heard me talk about Mike Wallace take. You heard me talk about Gary Ellerson's take. We've talked about all these different takes surrounded around Jair Alexander. Here's what Mark Tauscher. He was back today on the Wildey and Tausch show. He finally spoke out about it. Here's what Packers Hall of Famer right tackle Mark Tauscher had to say. There was a lot for you to say there to unpack, like a lot. Okay, that's going to be way too low. I'm not going to put you guys through it. Um, I thought the audio quality quality was better. I apologize. Basically, Towser went in on one. Like, he went in on one. Like, And they have been hinting at it for weeks. You guys have heard me say on this show over and over and over, to the point where on Twitter and in email, YouTube comments, all that good stuff, people were saying, all I'm trying to do is cause drama. I'm trying to stir up trouble. There's a reason that I, I felt convicted in, hey, there's something else going on behind the scenes. I kept saying over and over and over, there's smoke, there's smoke, right? This person said this, this person said that. I have a source within the building that I talk to, and here's the way I approach it. I don't approach it, go, hey, you want, you want to talk about Jair Alexander? You want to start, you know, let's spill the beans. I said, hey, why don't you come on the show and let's put this to bed? Like, come on the show, let's put this to bed, and let's say, okay, you know, I'm fully expecting him to say all it is is an injury. That's all it is. And his response was, I would rather not do that. So that's when I was like, oh, crap. And, of course, there was another person I spoke to, which I told Tim and everyone else about, um, that really kind of opened things up to me. Like, this is deeper than just the injury, right? And, again, you know, whether you like that or not, it's the truth, okay? Matt LaFleur spoke on the matter as well. But, Tim, you got any initial thoughts before we hear from Coach LaFleur and kind of how he picked everything apart? Because the one thing I was seeing on Twitter today is people go, "This has no, all this is the coin toss has nothing to do prior to the coin toss. Matt LaFleur pretty much blew that whole theory up. But you got anything to add to this right off the bat, Tim? Yeah, I'm done defending Jair Alexander. I've, I've, I've done it at nauseum, um, especially the last two years. And – I'm, I'm done. I'm finally, I'm done. I'm over it. Um, you know, and uh, I do say that it does tell, tell us a lot, gives us an insight into what's going on with this organization though. 
um, because this could have been dealt with a long time ago. And and again, okay, this is just because of the the actions prior to the last game, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, it makes the Rasul trade look stupid. Um, it makes our coaches look weak, um, especially that uh, you know. Let's be honest; this decision was Brian Gutekunst's decision. Um, I fully believe that, and it took the general manager of this team stepping in to, to suspend this player because the coaching staff, you know, clearly didn't have a handle on this and uh, it got ugly and it got to this point. Um, so I'm not sure what the next move is, um, but uh, it's sad. And the saddest thing is, is, um, you know, we're giving this player what he wants, which is attention and talking about Jair Alexander. And we're not talking about this season on the line, playoff implications, divisional matchup on the road. Sunday night in primetime and it's Wednesday of a game week. And all we're talking about is Jair, Jair, Jair. And uh, that is the conduct that is detrimental to this team. It is not about one player. Uh, it is about, you know, a collective and a shared vision and a shared focus and understanding. And uh, anytime you put yourself above the team, you're putting your team at risk period. And um, you know, I, I've always had a lot of respect for Jair. I still do have a lot of respect for him. Um, and I got to take the positive lane and believe that maybe this does create change. Maybe we see something different, but I don't, this, this doesn't end well, man. It doesn't look like this ends well um, for the Packers or for Jair because of the mess that we're in uh, contractually with him right now. Um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an ugly breakup at some point. Um so hold your hold your breath, Clayton. Get ready to see some more corners get drafted. Um, <laughs> much to your much to your dismay. Um, so uh, I will say this: uh, at least we can touch on this Vikings game a little bit. Come on, Carrington Valentine. I'm 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 waiting. I'm waiting to see it. Uh, I believe in you. Uh, put him on JJ. Let's go, go pack, go. I'm gonna talk about my team, man. That's that's the that's the worst thing about all of this, man. You know, yeah, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about one guy, man. And and this is not this is not a good place to be. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of fighting for our season here and, and fighting for a mm -hmm. chance to possibly, you know, get a playoff berth, because the only thing we control is winning the next two ball games. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I it's it's just disheartening. It really is. We look we look foolish right now as, as you know, in the media and as as a football team right now, because, you know, so, so much to be optimistic about. And then you've got, we've, we've got crap like this off and on throughout the year um, mm -hmm. that we're dealing with out of a player. And yeah, it, it does Clayton. It makes me really scratch my head. I, I don't, I, I do not understand why Rasul Douglas was dealt and uh, we're, we're left here dealing with this, you know, and now we've got neither of them. Now we're going into the biggest game. Every, every game for the rest of the, the next couple of weeks is the biggest game of the year. So we're going into our biggest game of the year again without without these guys, which were supposed to be our best two two corners, most seasoned corners, most seasoned corners, um, arguably the most seasoned players on the team. Which yep. immediately people go to, we're the youngest team in the league. You know why we're the youngest team in the league? Because we got forty one million dollars in dead cap because our GM decided to sign Aaron Rodgers to a three year one hundred fifty million dollar deal, which I had no problem with, and then one year later decide, ah, let's just deal him. Like you, you literally bought high, sold low, and basically forfeited the 2023 season on that move alone. 
And then the only little bit of leadership you had, oh, by the way, at the time, they sold Russell Douglas because they thought they weren't going to make the playoffs. Let's be honest about it. That I was, just wonder, like, are we going to get anything for Ja when this is all said and done? Or is well, here's the, like- that's the thing. You've, you've, now you've played it. You, if you were to draw up a game plan and go, okay, if someone were to say a year from now you're going to have to trade Jair Alexander, how should you handle it? It would be totally the opposite from how this has been handled. Totally yep. the opposite. Yep. Because what he's done is he's now dropped his trade value because teams know all he's got to do is raise stink again. Do you guys remember when uh, Terrell Owens or Terrell Owens? I apologize, Terrell. Terrell Owens left the Eagles and went to the Cowboys, and he was the best receiver in the league that year. You know the same terminology they use? Conduct detrimental to the team. You know what he did? He forced their hand to trade him for pennies on the dollar so he could get out of the place he wanted to get out of. Right, and that's what we're seeing here. I mean, let's not – I mean, what it feels like. Is it, it even like. speculation at this point? So, um, you know, I we're looking at what, what's the cap hit if it, for an outright release. You know, that's it's basically what we're going to get a big nothing burger and end up. And I don't even want to talk about money. it. I'll tell you why I don't want to talk about it because no matter how much you try to throw in the caveat of, we don't know exactly how the deal would be structured, right? Yeah, people will still try to say, "Oh, you're wrong on that because you could do this, you could do that." It's literally a headache. That it's not it's not even worth it. But United Bates with the super chat says if Jair was in the core, he would be mopping rain. Yes, that actually happens. And I love Jair. Um, I love it. If you guys yeah. don't know what that means, go Google mopping rain. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bates, very well said. I mean, listen, he got as we say down here, he got too big for his britches. That's that's exactly what happened. You know, where was that fun loving, humble guy that was just out there playing for his teammates, right? You get the where bag. The, where's the leader? Where's right. Jair, the leader? Mm-hmm. That you're, you're getting a, a truckload of money, highest paid corner in the league. You know, biggest oh, veteran it. presence we have in that secondary. What, Tim, how oft, how often do you got to slap a leader's hand because he was doing something bad? Yeah, not very often. Imagine Aaron Jones doing this. Right, yeah. When, when was the last yeah. time we put Aaron Jones on conduct? Hey, know? here's what's crazy. The big spark plug, Aaron Rodgers, big bad Aaron Rodgers, big vocal Aaron Rodgers. Could you see him doing something like this? Walking out to the 50 yard line and saying, I don't know the hell with that's what Mark Towser was talking about. I wish the audio was louder because Mark Towser basically said, You know, you're choosing captains for a reason. Those guys earned that. It wasn't just, Oh, they're the best players on the field. It was they, the coaching staff deemed them, these are the guys who are doing everything right now behind the scenes to be leaders on this team. What we talked about edification. People don't do what they're told, they do what they see and hear edified, right? It's a, it's a, it's the proper way it's structured. You see it in the Marine Corps, I'm sure. United Bates, Leaders Eat Last. There, I think it was actually a Marine that wrote that book, Leaders Eat Last. All those principles when it comes to leadership, completely out the window. It's like you you can read that book and you would look up and go, Jire did everything totally the opposite. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is there's still a portion of the fan base that are th- this is get rid of the whole, get rid of the whole front office, get rid of the coaching staff. The fact that they would trade their best player is just crazy. I'm going, what are you? So Jair is more important than everyone else in the organization. Is that what you guys know? I've been critical of Goody, but United Bates, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. And can't thank you enough for your service, man. I love how you bring that yes, perspective sir. for sure. Uh, Emilio, you may have to go early, right? Yeah, I might have okay, to hop let's, off. Yeah, let's get your take real quick. That way, if you have to hop off, you can just hop off. Yeah, so um, all I saw was the text. And I was, and I was like, Mm, that didn't even make sense. I looked at it again. I said, Oh my God, man. Um, you know, at least, at least they put their foot down. But like I was like, I mean, Tim was hitting it on the, on the head. Carly was you, you Clayton. every, all the points are valid. It, you could almost come up with, you know, a, a 
five different scenarios of why, you know, he, he did this to himself or he did this to the team. He did this to his family. Like, it's like, there's so many different layers on it, but why did it even have to happen in the first place? You know, like what, why is, why has it got to be big? Why does it have to be bigger than football? Like, you know, you got, this is your job. You got paid. Like if I went out there and was like, nah, man, I'm not doing like, I'm going to go start the mower and I'm going to walk away. Someone else is going to mow. Like, come on now. Like, what are we doing here? That's your job. You get paid millions of dollars. Let's just go out and play some football, man. You got 60 minutes a day. You got 60 minutes per game and you got 18 of them. Make it count. You haven't been on the field all the rest of the season. What are we doing here? Why, why you got to make such a big sting? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What, uh, what did, uh, what did Pam say in the office, uh, to, to Michael Scott? Let me be clear. I could give a blank about your happiness, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? It's and like, probably, yeah, that's it. They're sending over the one where Jan's watching them. Like, let, let me, let me, let me, you know, write down everything Michael's done for the day. And he's just, all Jaws done is waited in line for that pretzel, man. I swear that is it. That's all he's been doing. Yep. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yep. Such a good player too, man. So he's here's on, my question. What, is, what does the one game suspension entail? Is he not in the facility this week? Is he, is he with the team? Is he still working out? Hell, he ain't been with the team anyway. He chose not to travel in New York, right? Like, <laughs> He probably should have been – we probably should have just thrown him on IR and we could have avoided all this three yeah, months ago. See, there you go. There you go. But, yeah. you know, Carly's sitting over like, why am I even on here? I'm just listening to these knuckleheads ramble back and forth. Carly, <laughs> you got anything to add to this point of the conversation? Anything on your mind? Uh, not really. I think you guys are covering all the good points. It's just so hard. To me, I'm just wondering, like, what – why? Like, like I think earlier for Good Morning Lambo – or maybe it was yesterday, you guys, Tim was saying, like, can you imagine if he was coachable? Like, can you imagine if he listened and took this stuff to heart and how much of a difference it could make, what a leader he could be? And to, like, you get all this money, you get all this fame, you get all whatever, and why, why the drama? You know, I was, um, I was actually listening to Mike McDaniel's uh, press conference. I believe it was today's, it was on YouTube. Um, and he, he brought up, he just does a lot of like teaching. And I think I learned a lot from watching his as well, but he said um, that December football, especially distractions are so, so dangerous for a team um, that, that some of the reasons we have these, you know, these um, big game changeups where people lose to teams, they should have beat by a mile is because all these distractions are around. And if you, if you focus on those, or if you get people that, are not giving 110% to that game that is in four days or three days, you are going to have issues. And I feel like that's kind of what this is. It's a, it's a trap for us to get sucked into. It's a trap for the players. It gets the energy, you know, low. And I just don't know why I feel like he's sabotaging the team and I don't understand why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough. You I know, agree. one of the things that someone, they heard a pod that we did either yesterday or the day before, and they tagged me in a tweet. They found the clip of Aaron Rodgers talking about Jair Alexander last year where they got into it. They had a little, you know, had to have words back and forth because Jair was speaking negative. And, you know, you guys know whether you believe it or not. It don't matter. You know, Aaron Rodgers believes in words of affirmation. Hey, you speak into existence what you want. You you attract to you what you are. If you're depressed, if you're Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, guess what? Your tail's going to fall off and everybody's going to follow you around south. There's going to be a rain cloud over top of your head all day long, right? Mm -hmm. If you choose to look at the positive, focus on the positive, focus on, hey, here's what can happen rather than what might not happen. Um, It's just amazing how I feel like the law of attraction is sown into the earth. That's just me personally. I'm a Christian, so I think that word goes hand in hand with that. But he he kind of jumped on Ja for that. Ja's an emotional person. 
You know, Ja got burnt last year. And one of the things he came out and said in the press after, I'm still the best corner in the league. It don't matter. Like, there was no, I got to be better for my team. Man, there was no, uh, yeah, I got torched, whatever. It was just like no accountability, water off a duck's back. I'm good to go. Hey, I'm the best corner in the league. Right. That, that really struck me as like, man. You know, Jaws' attitude would work really well if he was a mixed martial artist and was fighting in the UFC and, and was a, you know, a solo athlete. That was that's where I was heading, Tim. Like emotions, key. You know, we need emotions. You need that in football. But like when I wrestled, dude, it is you and the other guy across from you. That is it. Then you got then you got to make you got business decisions to make. You know, right. right now he can make a half a business decision on one play. Maybe you know take off the next two and make one real you know business decision the next play. You know how many times did that shoulder get thrown in on tackles? How many times did we wrap up on a tackle? You know how many times has he connected both of his hands after a tackle? I don't know if I could put it on, you know, I don't know if I could pull it up on film. Um, so yep. it's just like, dude, wh- where's like that grind? Where's what, where's that dig that, that drive that got you to where you are to be in the biggest, you know, the, the most highest paid corner in the league, you know, where, where'd that go from high school, college, middle school, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Steve in yep. the chat said, Clayton, why do you think the media is so reluctant to address the elephant in the room with regards to Joe Barry today with Matt LaFleur? Someone else said that too in the chat. I believe it was, uh, Mike Evering, what, I think. What's the um, elephant in the room? What do you mean? Everybody, everybody wants the media to ask over and over and over, why is Joe Barry still the defensive coordinator? Oh, the answer to the question, are. Steve and Mike, the answer to the question is they asked that question already. Yeah. And the answer was it, they've asked the question. We just don't like the answer. We don't like the answer, so they Not think right repeating the question is going to change the answer. I'll tell you yeah. what it is. It's it's the, are we there yet? Are we there yeah. yet? Are we there yet? You're, you're <laughs> two months, three months away from a decision being announced on, on Joe Barry. He's he's your okay. coordinator to the end of the season. Deal with it. Right. Read this out loud for me real quick, uh, Emilio. Can you read that off the screen? Yeah, this all seems like a false flag operation to get the heat off of Matt and Joe. It's not working. <laughs> Cue the music. I can't breathe too much, man. I swear. Um, yeah. So you really think Job would put himself in this situation for to to run a discretion for a bunch of? We'll pay you a bunch of money, but next year you're gonna you're gonna like take a lot of heat in the media. This is the whole plan, and then you're gonna come back the year after, and we're gonna tear it up. It's like, come on, man. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. What are we doing? Yeah. Chewy, thank you for the super chat, pal. Um, Said last year, two vocal players on defense were asked, what can we do better? Now those two are effectively no longer playing, Rasul and Alexander. And now they asking him to be less vocal. Thoughts? Um, I don't see it that way, Chewy. What I remember is Jair in the offseason. As a matter of fact, it was July 31st training camp going into the preseason when he said, yeah, I think we were making excuses last year as a defense. And they brought in Greg Williams. He said, Greg's been working with me on trying to get me to line up with a uh, with more leverage, tighter to the line of scrimmage, essentially, because I like to play further off. Jair acknowledged, Chewy, he acknowledged we are not playing how they're telling us to play, which is they're making the decision to play off. They're, they have the freedom to line up where they want to line up. That's where me and Tim and Emilio, and I'm sure Carly agrees, like, why are you giving them the freedom? That's where they're screwing up, first of all. You, you need to be stern. Like, with everything that happened on that last drive of the Giants game, right, where Carrington Valentine was lined up, you know, 10, 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. And we find out later, okay, he didn't have the play call, so he just played it safe. It was confirmed by Carrington. It was confirmed by Matt LaFleur. It was confirmed by Joe Barry. That's what happened, right? The very next week, they're in cover one man. They're blitzing six. And I've still people got, got people on Twitter telling me that's how they're telling them to line up. Matt said last week, he said last week, when we're in man coverage, you can't play that far off. That's what he said. And if you look across the board, if that was the case and he told them play that far off, then how come Keyshawn Nixon's three yards away from his receiver? How come uh, Eric Stokes is only seven yards, seven, eight yards away from his receiver? Jair was almost 12 yards away. And then you go back to the previous comment. He's reverting right back to where he was last year, which is rebelling against what they're telling him to do. I understand everyone is convinced, and it's not your fault, Everyone is convinced that Joe Barry is in the play room, in the play call room. And he's going to listen, guys. Every play, I want y'all to line up 13 yards off the line of scrimmage. Don't, <laughs> you, dare, don't you don't you dare try to jump around. I, I I'm telling you like a friend. I know people hate Joe Barry. That's not the conversation that's taking place. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't let him off the hook. And you guys know I'm ready for a new DC. I've said it for several weeks. All I pointed out all year long is. The points per game were in the top 10. It's not as bad as we're letting on. Second half of the season, oh, it's bad now. It's real bad. There is miscommunications everywhere. So everyone tried to paint the whole Jair thing. The Devondre Campbell thing, that's another thing, too. 
I'll, I'll pull it up while I'm in here. I won't put it on the screen out of respect to her, but I will read a little bit of it. But uh, everybody tried to paint it out as if the whole Jair thing, it's because of Joe Barry. He's tired of Joe Barry. He's tired of Joe Barry. They did the same exact thing with Devondre Campbell. He's tired of these coaches. That's why he put those tweets up, right? Well, Devondre Campbell, I'm sorry. Yeah, Devondre Campbell's wife tweeted out earlier today. For those of you so worried about my tweet, I want to go to a beach. I want to spend time with my husband and want my kids to see their dad. Yes, I want them to make the playoffs. Now relax and enjoy this fine afternoon. Uh. Before that, she said, I will never understand how people will go on another person's social media and feel the need to be rude and disgusting. Keep scrolling if you don't like what you see. It takes zero money and zero time to be kind. And you still refuse to acknowledge that Devondre Campbell was talking about the fans that tweeted at him and tweeted absolute garbage as he was playing hurt and had a bad game against Tampa Bay. It's Well, he's talking about Joe Barry. Look, they literally, the same exact fans that were on Twitter making a complete ass out of themselves immediately went to, look, he's fed up with Joe Barry too. The social, the lack of social IQ to not understand, hmm, he's talking about me, is just mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. So now his wife's mad. And now, listen, you don't want to you don't want to take mama bear off. I'm just telling you right now. These are the same people that called Scoot Glass, you know. And, oh, it was and, in the chat earlier. Somebody yeah. Jim said it in the chat. I'm gonna call him out. He said, yeah. Y'all see Mr. Hammy didn't practice again. Yep. Yeah. Guys, but the players hate Joe Barry. Mm-hmm. Like, we gotta be real. You gotta, yeah. you gotta call it like he's come on. We're better than that. So it's like he's like a kid ripping off his socks because he doesn't like the way they feel. You know what I'm saying? Josh just like just pouting over there. It's like, man, and if you're trying to play, if you're if you're like, hear me out. If you're the best corner in the league, or you're paid like the best corner in the league, and you have to play 12 yards off the ball, that's more of a problem, in my opinion. I, I feel like at that point, you don't even get the option to touch him. We can't. You can't put your hands on him past five yards. So you're you're taking one of your options away. What are we? How, how are you supposed to play corner like that? You know, watch Sauce. How does Sauce play? He is in their grill, and he just runs with them, in their hip pocket the whole time. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Donovan Schilling said, Ja and Andre appreciation post. So, he's still on board with it. Hey, listen, I'm going to play Matt LaFleur's comments here. And this is why I think they told Ja, look, clean slate. One game suspension when you come back, clean slate like it didn't even happen. And to give a second chance. But here's what Matt LaFleur said. There's still people that believe that, that things didn't unfold the way they unfold. I mean, immediately had people go, this was about the coin toss. It wasn't about anything before it. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Here's what Coach LaFleur had to say, but it's a two-parter. I'll try to keep it quick. Hopefully we can hear it. If not, then maybe I can just summarize it as soon as it's over. Matt, do you have any comment on Brian's decision with Jair today? Yeah, that's something that we made uh, together, and it's unfortunate that Keep in mind, earlier on the show, people in the chat, you automatically, you know, people said already, this was Brian Gutekunst at what Matt LaFleur. He said that was a decision we made together is what he just said. Now, you can say he's lying. I respect your opinion. But he said that's a decision they made together. You know, we're at that juncture and um, felt like it was in the best interest long term uh, for our for our team and for Jair. And certainly uh, it was it was a tough decision, you know, especially, you know, kind of where we're at right now. And, um, you know, one we don't take lightly, but there's standards that are we're all held accountable for. And when they're not met, unfortunately, 
sometimes you got to take some drastic measures. However, I will say that, you know, we are expecting to get, we'll get him back and we're looking forward to get him back. I think we had a long conversation this morning. I thought it was very productive. Uh, and, you know, I think in the long run, although it's painful now, I think we're all going to be better for this moving forward. Uh, was it, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Was the decision. See how irritated he was that he got cut off right there. Bro. <laughs> made just because of the coin toss, or was it more of a last straw and it's been an accumulation of things? I'll just say this. It's never for one thing. Um, but like I said, I think there's a lot of lessons along the way from from everybody involved, and um, hopefully we learn from them. I think we will. I think there will be probably better communication moving forward. And like I said, I think Jaw's going to be here a long time. He's a hell of a player. Um, and just looking to move past this and learn from it, and we'll all move forward and be better for it. Matt, a couple of weeks ago, I asked him if he had sensed any frustration from you about his not being able to play with his injury. And he said, I don't know, I don't really talk to Matt much. Um, when you're talking about communication. You guys remember me saying I heard through the grapevine that Wildy heard from a source that Jair was refusing to talk to Matt LaFleur? It, that source was Jair. Jair told Jason Wildy that he wasn't talking to Matt LaFleur. So there you go. How difficult has it been to kind of have that connection with him? Has it been difficult on both ends? or? Yeah, what? I think, I mean, obviously it's been a frustrating year for him. And, and by no means, I want to make sure this is perfectly clear. There, there, this has nothing to do with, with that, with not being able to play. I mean, it's well documented. He's been battling through and... Um, so it has nothing to do with that. Uh, it's You guys remember Rob Demosky last week had a report and said there is a significant shoulder injury, but he also has issues with the organization. There's your confirmation with that report. Just, you know, every every action could potentially have a consequence for it. And um, like I said, I'm just looking forward to getting him back uh, next week and we'll all learn from it and we'll all move forward. And I do think that just in terms of our ability to communicate with one another will be will be much better just for just for fans all right so that was the first part um let's get comments on that real quick tim i've seen you chomping at the bit let me uh let me do this real quick let me hit the uh let me hit the super chat okay chewy in the super chat said but was the narrative last year that the vikings uh game that the packers were given more input into what the game plan will be and they are given less input now, which was frustrating. Jai, thoughts? Um, I don't see that being the case. As far as the more input, I think there's been input all along. Now, whether you implement that input, that's a different story, right? I could be wrong. I'm not in the building, right? I'm just going off what I what I know, what I'm hearing said behind the scenes, all that stuff. And we've made some really good connections. I'll just put it that way. But I think that every game is fluid. Every week is fluid. That's why that's why it's so frustrating when you when you're a tape watcher like me, and I proudly say that. I know people like to hound on the guys who watch the tape, but when you watch the tape and you see, okay, well, this week we blitzed heavy. Last week we played man coverage. This week we played man coverage too. Last week we played or against Tampa, we played heavy zone. We played a lot of man against New York Giants. They're trying everything. And when you turn on the tape, you go, 
blown coverage, miscommunication, missed tackle. Hmm. You talk to Mike Wall, Mike, what the hell's wrong with this defense? You know what he says? I don't know what they're teaching. They're not teaching fundamentals. That's on the coaches too. I'm not trying to give anybody a pass. It's just trying to get to the bottom of what's actually – It's. I understand it's way more difficult to take this approach than just follow the mob and go, Joe Barry bad. It's horrible. <laughs> Fire Joe Barry. We fix everything. We got we got eight first-rounders. Tim, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. We got to get Carl. I'm in just wondering what, what LaFleur is referring to when he says it's never just one thing. Bingo. And then and then proceeds to tell us that, it, oh, this is about the Carolina game. So, mm-hmm. so again, re- leaving us to do what? Re- read that however we can, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the input thing goes, I mean, I think any well-coached team is going to take input from their players. And I don't care if you're the last guy on the depth chart in your position group. If we're in the film room and you see something, right, see it, you got to say it. That's what input is. Every player has the ability to provide input. The coaches are the ones who make decisions. So are we talking about input or are we talking about we think these players should be making decisions? Because I'll tell you right now, they've had the freedom to line up wherever they want, and we see how that's worked out. So, um, you know, it's a delicate – That's a great point, Tim. I think that goes along with the input, yeah. Yeah, it's a delicate balance because, you know, you have to – your players – it's not the military, right? You know, it's not. This is the NFL. This is the new NFL. Uh, the old days are gone. You know, you get the grizzled old coach screaming at the guys and expecting them to do their jobs. This, this game doesn't doesn't operate that way uh, anymore. At least it's not trending that way. And, um, you know, players are more intelligent now than they've ever been, I think. Um, there's more metrics. There's more information uh, there's more opportunities to study film. There's more ways to study film, including 22 different angles. We can look at that film. So, um, you know, input players need to know that their, their input is being received, put it that way. You know, it, you know, co- you can take input as a coach and then not, not go with it. And that's okay. As long as that player feels like he's not being dismissed and he, and his input is being taken seriously, I don't think there should be an issue. Um, but when it comes down to, you know, a player making a decision about what we should run. I, I think, you know, you get in dangerous ground there. And when you're talking about being a player led team and you, you see what we've seen these last, you know, three to four weeks on defense here where it's like, you know, we're just trying any and everything. It may, maybe it's, you know, I know this is unpopular, but maybe Joe Barry is listening to too many people. Maybe, maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen. He's not and, even running his scheme. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, Again, here here come the defending Joe Barry tweets or whatever, but like that's that's not the case at all. Um, like I said at the top, all of this points to we're not talking about this matchup and this team in in the most vital game in prime time of the year coming up here on Sunday night. We're talking about freaking player personnel issues and communication. We're, this sounds like a freaking preseason conversation right now, mm-hmm. and 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 this is. This is bad. And Mike McDaniel's absolutely correct, dude. You cannot have this crap in December, in January with your team. It, it will destroy any, any momentum you may have going for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is not a good look. Um, well, and I'm hoping these other players on this team step up and and uh, make some plays this weekend. And uh, hopefully we get a dub and we, we're not we're past this. And, yeah, hopefully they're – there's a lot of truth to the vibe uh, in that locker room from the staff. I, I do believe Matt LaFleur when he says, hey, Ja's going to be here. 
uh, this is the understanding that you're going to, you're going to sit out this game. We can't have this kind of conduct. And, you know, when you get back, you get back and we get ready for the bears and, you right. know, all is forgotten. And Hey, like I said, I'm not going to defend Jair anymore, but I'm also going to give him the opportunity to get right when it comes Absolutely. to this. Absolutely. And there's, there's an opportunity here for, for this to humble this young man at this point in his career. And um, hopefully that's the direction that it takes because the other direction is, is what we talked about earlier is now we got to figure out the exit strategy. And, and I don't think we're there yet. And I think time will tell, but um, we got to give Ja a chance to uh, get his head screwed on straight here and uh, play some good ball again for us. Yeah. Chewy, thank you for the super chat, but he said, yeah, that makes sense. Appreciate mm-hmm. the combo. Appreciate your kindness, man. You don't have to do that. We please don't think that we take that lightly. Also Brent in Indiana. Thank you for the super chat says great show guys. Appreciate you supporting the stream, buddy. Brandy said something here real quick. I want to hit on. She said week 17 commit communication issues, dot, dot, dot. Come on, Brandy. It's all over the tape. Now, if you're saying, come on, like it shouldn't be happening in week 17. Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> but if you're my saying, my guess is that's where she's coming from. Yeah, that. that's that's what she's saying. She's saying yeah. that the guys should have gotten it together already. Like this Absolutely. isn't cool. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, the reason I say that, I was wanting to clear it up because there's some people that go, "There's no communication issues. This is just Joe Barry. This is Joe Barry's, you know, defense. He's got them playing too soft." And it, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got former NFL players breaking down the tape, going, "Look, Devondre is screaming across the formation at Quay." Rudy Ford's throwing a temper tantrum. Looked like me when Mandy asked me to take out the trash. He back there screaming like, "I don't want to do it. What are we doing? What are we?" You know, has no clue what's going on. You know, with with the other members of the defense, so he just bells out. Carrington Valentine didn't get the call across. You know, there's miscommunication everywhere. It's it's cue the circus music is mm-hmm. what it is on defense right now. That's why it's so hard for me to to even talk about it because when you talk about it, if you say anything other than fire Joe Barry, all you're doing is making excuses. It's like. I, I have no interest. I want everyone to understand this. I have no interest in following the mob. Okay. No interest. Um, it's just, that's, that's how I've never been. I'm never going to be that way. I'm not going to agree with something just because the masses agree with it. I'm going to logically sit back and go, Hmm, what's the tape show? What's the coach saying? What's the player saying? What's this former NFL player say? Okay. Got what's a player in the nineties. Think about the situation currently. I'm getting all these different, you know what I mean? Different feet. And I'm going to listen to insiders who are in the building. Paul Brettel brings just this approach of, hey, guys, here's just – let's get straight to the point. Here's what the game's about. I love that. I love that Wildy digs. You know what I mean? I love that he digs a little bit. In the past, I couldn't stand him. I've got a lot of respect for him. I said it earlier. I have bashed Wildy. I bashed Tyler Dunn. I bashed Bob McGinn. I've been guilty as anyone. They are batting a 1,000 the last 24 months. Everything they've reported on has hit home. That they've been like, I'm just saying, pay attention to this. Matt Schneidman was another one. Um, let's play this two-parter. Uh, well, let's do this. Emilio, you, you got anything to add to what we've covered so far? As Smug Industry says, really hope we can salvage this. Took us forever to find Jair. Completely agree with that. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's a star when he's on. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Well, him. that's it. I'm hoping it's, you know, he got in trouble in class. The teacher couldn't deal with it. He teacher tried to put him in timeout. Didn't work. So then we had to get him ISS. So he got out of school for a day. So hopefully he comes back with a new attitude. But again, you got one week after this that he has to change his attitude completely. Like if we're already off the rails now, he has to do a 180 by Monday, be ready to work. All right. So that that's that's one issue, I guess, that we need to look at is how fast is he going to flip that around? And then the other one is um, like Mike Wall said, or, and Tim was saying there, 
you know, you see it on the tape, even if the player says something, hey, you know, that, that you know, power, power right, you know, when we're pulling both of them, that's never going to work against this team. Coach still going to call it, you know, coach will still put it on the field. He, you know, if, if it's part of the scheme, part of the game plan, we're going to run it. The problem is they're, they're having too much freedom. Nobody wraps up. Um, you know, I haven't seen a bite the ball tackle. I don't, and I don't know, unless Quay does it, Quay does it. I mean, but, um, yeah, fundamentals, communication, things we shouldn't be talking about in week 17. But again, I guess now we got a nice, um, you know, foundation to work from, uh, heading towards the off season. Yeah, for sure. Smug industry says, really hope we can salvage this. Took us forever to find Jay. I already read that. Thank you so much, Smug. Appreciate you, buddy. Brandy Lewis in the chat said, communication is training camp stuff. It's exactly what LaFleur said. This is entry level mistakes. He said that me and Mike talked about it when I was in Florida. It's like not, not personal. Like when he was on the pod, it was like, he said the same thing. He's like, they're saying they're entry level mistakes. I mean, he said day one install. Yeah, issue. day one install. It, it is because it's literally a cover three spot drop. Right. And and it's a quad look shift into it, it's a quad by one, a four by one shift into a three by two. And it's like the middle linebackers going, oh, oh, well, I guess I'll just stay here and cover no one. That's not a knock on the player as much as it is like it, you got to see that in practice. You know what I mean? It's not like he's playing lots out right now. All of a sudden the game comes on. He's oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But Carl, right. let me get Carly's take here. Carly, we skipped over week up. I'm sorry, hon. What do you uh, what do you think about this so far? What we've talked about? Anything you want to add? I was well, can I kind of zoom back out to kind of like macro defensive scheme for just a second? Yeah, absolutely. So again, the um the Sorry, I got distracted by a child. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> press conference where Mike McDaniel was talking today, he also was talking about the um, the defensive scheme. And that's Vic Fangio, right? That's the same guy that Joe Barry supposedly kind of molding his scheme after. And one thing he said really I just took notice of, he said something about how – I'm paraphrasing, but how the defensive scheme that they make the – you know, they make the other team's offense work hard hard for every single yard they're going to get that just because they've already gotten the first down, they don't give up even just little bits. That's not how he said it, but he said they, that the guys don't give up just because the first yard was already, was already gotten that they make them work for it. And I was like, I feel like that's, even though technically Barry supposedly is coming from that, that system, I feel like that's kind of the opposite as what we're doing, or at least we don't have that focus of like really making them work for every single you know, yard, half yard, whatever. And so I was just, I don't know if that has anything to do with the players, like some of the players like unhappiness or discontent with how they're playing is just the, I feel like there is a lack of focus, understanding of what are we actually accomplishing here from at all levels, if that makes sense. No, it does. I Mm -hmm. think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's not everybody in today's society wants everything to be, here's the fix. Here's the answer. That's the bad guy. Get him gone, mm-hmm. and everything's everything's straight. It's not that simple, you know. There's so many moving parts. Right. There's so many personalities. You know, someone said here. Well, first of all, Donovan Schilling said the mob would love to have you, though, Clayton. LOL. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't fit in with the mob, my man. Um, not the mafia. We're talking about the the mob mentality <laughs> of so and so said it. He said it passionately. He said it in a rage. That's what we're believing. Let's all go. Let's sprint with that. Grab the pitchforks. Like yeah. Omer's uh, profile picture the other day. Yeah, I think it still is, actually. It was Homer, the, the Simpsons episode where they're all with the pitchforks and the torches going after Homer. And it said, bring us Joe Barry. 
like that hits the nail on the head. Um, yeah. So Blake Berry in the chat says, uh, if Clayton's critical thinking is bugging you, find some find you can find people screaming. FJB, I see what you did there. Um, mm -hmm. talking about jo Fire Joe Barry on literally any other <laughs> platform. <laughs> yeah, so, we got you, Blake. We understand. No, but to that point about focus, I mean, <clears throat> we are 45 and a half minutes into this, and we haven't even talked about uh, the Vikings game like Tim and Clayton and Carly have all said. So um, talk about knocking the team off focus right now, you know, mm -hmm. middle yeah. of the week. Right. And this, this is info all day. And there will be people say, you need to talk about their game. Look at the chat. This is what people want to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm I'm not going to – not that you're saying to me, I'm not going to give in. I right. said – Oh, no, yeah. The direction. No, I'm just saying, that's the problem, man. Like, yeah. this is what blows up, man. It's not – all right, we're not ready for the Vikings. No, we're ready to see what's going to happen with Jair in three hours. You know, <laughs> is he going to show up to practice tomorrow? It's what's he going like, to post on Instagram? Right, right. Is he, and that's yeah, another I mean, thing, too. Someone in the chat said, you see that his teammates are supporting him on Instagram. They're liking his Instagram posts or whatever. I think that that's a show of solidarity. Like, okay, look, they Coach LaFleur spoke. Goody put out a statement. Hey, the decision was made. We're looking forward to having him on the team. And I think that's his teammates like Aaron Jones. Who, are, If you think for a second that Aaron Jones is – and not that you are in the chat, but if you think for a second Aaron Jones is locking his Instagram post because he's rebelling against Matt LaFleur, then you don't understand Matt LaFleur and Aaron Jones's coach-player relationship. They're as close as they come. They're as close as they come. What are you going to say, Tim? You were muted. You don't, you don't understand team dynamics either. Aaron Jones is going to like his teammates' posts 365 days a That's year. It. And you guys are reading into nothingness. That and, is, yes. and honestly, this is – are we in the NFL or high school? Like, honestly, this doesn't – it's the same thing with, oh, well, Ja had uh, – looks like he scrubbed some pictures from his Instagram. Like – Mm -hmm. Go ahead. The you know the soap opera continues. If that's what you're into, that's cool. I'm interested in football, and right. and this is this is a distraction. A lot of this comes with the territory nowadays. But guys, teammates are gonna they playfully rib each other on on Instagram and Twitter all the time. I mean, you think of the just look at some of Bakhtiari and and Aaron Rodgers interactions over social media over over the last few years. Uh, these guys are not taking that stuff as seriously as a lot of us fans are. And I think a lot of us fans are just, you guys are reading way too much into a lot of this stuff. And at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what happens on the field. And that's the issue, the real big issue. You know, what's funny is, you know, are we, are we going to talk about the fact that, you know, when Ja is out there, he hasn't been playing well. That's we, the thing. That's we, the we big talk about that a lot. Uh -oh. Then it's, right here guys he hasn't been a star in almost three years whether people want to admit that or not that is a fact that's a fact since the pittsburgh game where he hurt his shoulder the the first time he has not been the same player yep so, and i think i think that the decision to finally finally i i say that not lightly finally put your foot down as an organization and say enough mm -hmm. enough you're suspended that sets a tone in that young locker room that, that that that's a statement to your team right there. We don't care if you're the highest paid corner in the NFL. If you're that dude on this team, if you're detrimental to what we're trying to do here, you're going to sit. Um, like I said, there's, there's two ways this could go. I'm hoping it goes the positive way. I'm hoping we, we're not going to see a brand new Jair. Jair is going to be Jair and we all should want him to be Jair. 
But what he's got to do is he's got to put the team first. That, that's yeah. all you're asking a guy to do. Can he do that in four days? Can you put the team before yourself? That's that's what we're going to see here after this. Uh, yeah, suspension. yeah. Can Tim? Can he do that in three days? Is the question. Can he put the team before himself in three days if he hasn't done it for 17 weeks? Right. Great question. Number one Packer fan said, I'm back, y'all. What's up, squad? Hey, we fixed it. Number one Packer fan, we got it, man. Jair will be back tomorrow. We got it straightened out, bro. That's all you missed. All right. Yep. Um, Let's see here. Bruce Skinner in the chat said, let's go, Brandon. I agree, man. We need to get Brandon Bostic back in Lambeau. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Let's bury the hatchet loose. And I understand it was a botched onside kick, but enough time's Mm. passed. Let's welcome that dude back. Yeah, onside. We don't even run onsides anymore. It's no big deal. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Derek K in the chat said, John Deere Green on a hot summer night. We got to hit him with it once. Let's lighten it up. John Deere Green on a hot summer night. Hero Billy Bob loves Charlene. Do you imagine when AJ Dillon got the news about Jair Alexander? He's probably sitting over there with a the farming hat on. He's playing farming simulator. Phone buzzes and goes, Oh, Jair's suspended. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let me get to this corn. Yeah, you know, he just keeps on rolling. Doesn't miss a lick. Just grinds right. his straw down a little bit. A little bit of hay he had in his in his mouth. Just grinds it down a little more. <laughs> Definitely. All right, let's get to the part two of Matt Lafleur here. Uh, Carly, you want to add anything in before we hit part part two of Matt Lafleur? Nope, I got some thoughts on the Vikings, but I think I'm about done with this Dude, stuff. That's why we keep Carly right. right here. She's got us on track, man. We are so <laughs> off track. All right, last little thing. We're gonna wrap this up real quick. I won't hit the McAfee video. We'll go ahead and delete that. I thought it was it was funny, but it's also embarrassing as Packer fans. He literally was like, "Man, Jair is the best. This dude's hilarious. I just don't want him on my team." That's what he said, literally. Like, <laughs> so anyway, here we go. Who don't seem to understand this? Could you just clarify for them that this is not because he didn't understand the rules of the coin toss? That yeah, this is this, a- yeah. He was not chosen as a captain, and he went out on his own. Yeah, it, it had nothing to do with. Uh, with that whole incident it was it was just like i said so um you know like i said we're, we're gonna move forward and I, i'm looking forward to getting back here next week just for the, the, the from what he said after the game it was clear that jair felt like he should have been made a captain sunday and he's from charlie's one of your veteran players was the, the reason he not just because he's coming off in a six game absence or was there another reason well i think there's a lot of reasons when you when you go through and you determine who a captain is. And certainly, it, to me, it's never about being like what, what ability you are as a player. Um, that has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with how you treat the team, how you show up and prepare on a daily basis. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, he was, he was bad in that regard that it's not about him. I'm just saying what the thought process and what entails uh, the ability to be a captain. And it's something that we rotate around in terms of who, who's a captain. And certainly, uh, you know, when a guy has been in and out, it's hard to to anoint them a captain for a game when you're not sure if they're going to be available or not. And um, so, but yeah, that that's pretty much how we decide on a on a game by game basis, and we do it differently every year. In regards to in past years, we've we voted for captains, um, and this year we took a different approach to try to allow everybody to kind of have a voice when when given that that opportunity and empower those people. Um, 
when given those opportunities. And, you know, uh, like I said, we, we rotate a lot of guys through. Ben, you guys tried other things like fines with Jair? Listen to this. I'm not going to get into any more of the specifics. I've addressed it, and right now I would love to answer any questions you guys have on the Minnesota Vikings. Ah, there it is. They yeah, asked the, him. The fine's really going to work on the dude you just gave a truckload of money to. They right. asked him, have you fined him? And basically LaFleur said, I'm not going to comment on it, which means they fined him multiple times. Go all the way back. Yep. What did he say? I'm tired of being scolded for things I say to you guys in the media. Guarantee you, you got fined out there. He just didn't get out of the building. So, you with that being said, Carly, Minnesota Vikings, you've you wasted all this time on this trash, and I've been <laughs> talking about the Vikings the whole time. United Base, thank you for the super chase. I appreciate y'all, and a special thank you to the chat. Go Pack, go! Thank you for your thank kindness, you. buddy. We appreciate you. And Chewy says, "Here, five dollars back." Go Pack, go! I uh, appreciate you, Chewy. You two are awesome, man. Uh, Carly, what do you? When when you wanted to bring up the Vikings, what's the first thing that comes to mind? There's got to be something like at the at the at the forefront of your mind here. What is it? Well, their QB situation right now was like not even having declared yet who they're starting. But actually, I think that that is going to play in our favor because I think when Joe Barry gets all worked up about making a scheme, fitting it to one particular, you know, one particular QB and one particular setup, I feel like he loses the you know forest for the trees or just really um i mean football is a very kind of simple game in that you get the ball to the end zone there's only a certain number of ways you can do it and there's a certain number of ways you can stop that so if he focuses on getting the guys to play good fall instead of stopping a one person i think it'll be i think it'll end up being a better game i hope so that's a great point you know because i've heard other people take the opposite approach and saying we don't know which quarterback to prepare for we haven't been preparing pretty well for quarterbacks here lately. So maybe this is going to play a positive for us, Tim. Uh, I yeah, think maybe preparing, they've been preparing to make them look better than they are. There you go. Blake Berry says Armageddon 2, return of the pasture not talking about Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, Jim comes in here and sprinkles a little positive on said it doesn't matter who the quarterback of the Vikings plays. All right, appreciate you, Jim. Wah, wah. Tim, what do you think, man? Who do you think the quarterback will be? Um Oh, they're going to trap. They're going to trap Mullins out there again. I think Mullins. that's that's what my gut's telling me. But, you know, um, Carly's right. You know, you got to be careful. Um, it, it It's tough. Like, you know, when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, right, you know, you're going to scheme your game plan against a guy like that. But when you get some of these teams where it's like you got the unknown or you've got, you know, we just had a first year starter last week, you know, uh, musical chairs of quarterbacks here in, in Minnesota. Um you know, uh, you know, thank you, Rashawn Gary, for creating that mess in uh, in Minnesota. But, um, you know, I don't think you can put too much emphasis on that matchup, but you also can't ignore it. And you've got to account uh, and do your best to kind of do a scout on, on both of these guys right now. Um, you know, I think we've got enough film on Dobbs uh, for sure at this point. And, um, you know, we certainly got a, enough of a saturation of uh, – of Mullins to go on um, for this week. But um, I'd be looking at Minnesota running the ball, uh, to be honest. I think they're going to attack us with the run game and try to uh, get Justin Jefferson going uh, off of that, uh, regardless of who's out there uh, throwing the passes. But, um, you know, we got enough issues that we got to shore up on our own to just get this team out there to get ready to play ball, you know. I mean, we spent all this time talking about a coin toss. <laughs> like, 
that that was the thing that was so telling to me is like man like it was such a big deal to you about that coin toss and about being captain and in your hometown it's like well what about playing the game bro like you forgot about the game that you were supposed to play and you got absolutely lit up so i think we need to uh make sure all our heads are on straight uh as a defense and as a team uh going into this tough uh environment um in minneapolis here to to try and get a win on the road again divisional game playing for your season everything is on the line it's all on stake uh are at stake primetime game sunday night ball this is huge guys so um you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to say it doesn't matter who the quarterback is because, I mean, it does. But I think we need to be prepared for any and everything here on Sunday. This looks like a kitchen sink type of game that we could be in for. Yeah, I can see it, man. Um, it's Listen, every every single week it's a boring answer, but it's so true. A, a game in the NFL most of the time, a large majority of the time, is decided three plays or less, right? When I do chalk talk, I have a hard time coming up with less than 15 plays and I go, that played a role, that played a role. But if you really go down to it, like that should have been a blowout win on Sunday. I'll tell you what happened. Jair Alexander happened on that third and 12, that third and 12, where he decided to play 10 yards off the ball, cover one man, didn't clamp down at all, and just literally let the guy have the first down. If that doesn't happen, I'm telling you right now, they punt there and we win by two scores and nobody's dog in this defense. All of a sudden it's okay. Carolina's a bad team, but we played a little better. I want to see them come out in Minnesota and shut everybody up. We talked about this over and over and over. Mark Tauscher talked about it on, on Wildey and Tausch. I played the soundbite right here on this show. Tauscher said, are we concerned that when Jair and these guys, Jair and Savage get healthy, that this defense might get worse? What the heck happened? It got worse. <laughs> this defense was playing solid. The, second, the young secondary was – you guys heard me. I'm going, man, Goody put it together. Holy cow, this worked. <laughs> This worked. And then all of a sudden, Jair starts kicking and screaming. You bring Savage back. He's hot booty. It's just all the way across the board, man. I hate to say we called it, but we called that one. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we'd have been wrong on that one. Um, but it's just it was concerning for sure. Um, but Derek K in the chat says our defense needs to have, have a game. Absolutely. Completely agree. So, Carly, I think what you're saying, too, about the quarterbacks, it's going to be very interesting. Nick Mullins is a turnover machine. I mean, he yep. is. He's got some talent. You could tell that the people in the Shanahan tree, the coaches in the Shanahan tree, really like to take him where they go um, because he knows the system. He's got some arm talent. But, man, he just has no situational awareness. There's <laughs> going to be opportunities to turn to get to get turnovers there on Sunday night. And uh, all this is going to be on the big stage. If you guys don't like the Jair Alexander talk, please don't tune into Football Night in America. Okay, <laughs> it is going to be there, a uh, plenty. But Dude, let's you imagine out. those production meetings, man? They got to they man. They are chomping at the bit. For yeah. this How part. are they going to stay on track? I mean, that's all we're going to hear about for the next four days. Is we're not even going to know who we're playing. People are going to think we're playing the Bears this week, and it's just going to be like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Who's Ja playing? What's Ja doing? It's like yeah. unbelievable, man. Talk Josh coming over to my house to watch the game on Sunday. Yeah, Tim, invite him over. Keep him on. Keep him. <laughs> keep him until we know where he is. We'll keep him just locked in a bubble for a little while. That McAfee clip, boys, was hilarious. And hearing JJ Watt, first ballot Hall of Famer, we all agree he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Him talking about, it, he was blown away. He was like, "This is unbelievable." Mm-hmm. Art Towser said, "I have." You guys heard me say I've been watching football for thirty years, and I've never seen or hear that happen. Hear of that happening. Right. Mark Towser said, 
never in all of my playing days, all the way back to college, have I seen that happen with the captain scenario. J.J. Watt was, I mean, he was laughing out loud. Like, this is unbelievable. That's why I'm I'm, I'm happy that we responded the way we did because we'd be having a totally different conversation if, uh, let's just say this was in the game, and Jaws rotated out, and he looks at the sideline and says, nah, and he's just staying on the field, and he's not Mm -hmm. coming off, or he's you know, going rogue. That's what going rogue is. No, I'm going to do my own thing. You know, or putting myself into a game when I'm not, it's not my turn to sub in, but I'm going to just run out on the field. You know how right. that goes. Someone's got to run off, and then we've got, you know, discombobulated defense. You, you go down a dark path if you, you know, give them an inch, they take a mile kind of thing. At some point, something had to happen. And, and like you said, Clayton, clearly there were things going on that we didn't know about that were kept in-house. And there's a big part of me that respects the crap out of that, you know, like family business should be family business, right? There's certain right. things that don't need to leave 1265 for all of us talking head jibber jabber uh, people out here to just use as uh, content fodder and discussion. You know, some things need to be kept close to the chest, but you know, if you mismanage things, you know, this can happen. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm glad they, it's unfortunate that we had to take this route, but it needed to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Drew D in the chat said, we always have ash, uh, issues with our captains somehow. Here recently, yeah. Um, she said, Mark oh, said, remember Rogers used to photobomb the captain picks. I missed that. That was an awesome. More of that. Amen, oh, Murph. Yep. So, so my question to you was going to be, uh, yeah, we have issues with our captains. Would we have had this issue with Jai if we had decided to name captains at the beginning of the season? Or what if he had been, uh, you know, or we would we have given him that one suspension then? For him, you know, fighting out about it. The answer is no. We would not have had it. But if you guys remember last year, going into the season, hey, let the players vote on it. Pick your captains. Player, Your teammates are choosing the captains. Jair didn't get picked. I wonder why. Right. And there are people on Twitter going, his teammates have his back. His teammates have got his back through this. They're all rebelling against mm-hmm. the coaching staff. It's like. Have you been in a locker room? Do you you feel it? Like it's like I'm telling you, you feel it when a dude's a leader. It's not even like something that you have to if you got to say you're the leader, if you got to sit there and walk around and, you know, march, I'm the leader, I'm, you know, I'm I'm leading the crew, it's my defense, it's my secondary. That's a problem. You know, it, it it's a team, you know. You're only as good as the weakest link. Right? You know, right then that was Ja. Right. We're going to wrap it up with this match Niven video. You guys know I shared it the other day. This I was convinced this was roughly a week ago. All this was going on behind the scenes that it was I didn't know there was a fine until today when I heard Matt LaFleur say it. I went, oh, okay, so they did find him. But you could hear the rumblings behind the scenes, just putting the pieces together. Matt Schneiman said this. I'm just gonna be a real quick clip. This is what he said roughly a week ago. Said on multiple other shows on this station. People were wondering why I wrote just a fact of the matter, here are the facts story after he didn't travel to the Giants game. And Matt LaFleur said it was strictly because they wanted him to recover from his injury a certain way. I'll say what I said on Mike Heller's show. I'll say what I said on 9 to Noon. There's a reason I wrote that story. Just maybe bookmark that one. It's been a good Monday. So you guys can open up that bookmark now. And <laughs> Hey, listen, respect the match nine. Matt Schneiman nailed it. Wildy nailed it. I I don't want cookie cutter 
BS. I don't want tell me what I want to hear as a Packer fan. I want to know what's going on as much as possible. That's me personally. But other people want to fan different. It's totally cool. We can agree to disagree. I respect the fact that they put their neck out there and they talked about it constantly. And and here finally here it is. So um, it is what it is. But all right, let's let's wrap this thing up. We're at the hour five minute mark. Carly, I'm glad you got to jump on here with us. Parting thoughts. Let's start with you. Anything else you want to hit on before we go? Um, tomorrow we will be doing extensive deep dive, Packers, Vikings, PFF preview. We're going to try to do chalk talk tomorrow night. If I can get back and get that put together, we'll do that during the time slot, uh, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. But, Carly, parting thoughts? Nope. I'm just – I I want us to make the playoffs, but I just hate talking about making the playoffs. I just want it to happen, so I'm really excited for these <laughs> next two games. I hear that. I hear that. I like this. Blake Barry says, respectfully, Matt, I ain't buying no athletic subscription. I don't have one either, although it's like a dollar. I think they said it's a dollar is what it costs. I'm just like, I don't know. It, it does crack me up. Not that Matt did this, but other people, other media members got upset about having to pay for Twitter for certain perks. And in the meantime, they're posting the links to, hey, pay to get past our firewall to read our article. It cracked me up, dude. I was just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But, uh, yeah, Donovan says Clayton for D.C. Boy, you want to see this defense go down the tank. Put me in hell. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll be ranked 42nd of 32 teams somehow, some way. That would happen. Um, all right. Uh, Tim, parting thoughts, buddy. Go, Pack, go. I love my team. There's no one player bigger than our team. Um, hopefully this gets, uh, gets things right. Um, and these guys can uh, focus here moving forward. Um, still love Jair. Always have, always will. Um, just be a better teammate, man, um, and get it done. Get get it done on the field, man, where it counts. You know, like you always say, Clayton, winning cures everything. You know, if this team can rally together, find a way to get it done against a banged-up Minnesota Vikings team, uh, keep your season alive, get Jair back, go home and curb stomp the Bears. That's what we want to – that's what we want to see happen. So uh, – Go pack, go. That's my closing thoughts. Heck yeah, Blake Berry says Tim's a good man. Second, and, and, then, and then he said under his breath, "Unlikely." <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Amelia. What do you got, buddy? Uh, Tim hit it, man. Carly hit it. Uh, Packers are our team. That's why we're here. That's why everyone's in the chat. That's why we listen to it. That's why we talk about it. I mean, I still love Ja. He was, you know, good guy, good player. Not bad, bad decision. You know. As long as it doesn't take him down, a, you know, down the slide, I think that we're good. You know, if he's at the top of the clubhouse, he made a couple of bad decisions. All right, you didn't get knocked off. Cool. Let's let's keep this. Let's keep it rolling. Um, you know, the the bigger picture is what's important. It's what's inside that stadium. Those four silver trophies. You know, that uh, that named after our coach. So I, I don't know why. Um, you know, we're we're trying to chase and fight all this little stuff, all the day to day ticky tack stuff that you know Twitter Twitter creates is just. Um, just a toilet bowl that that uh, you know that, that Aaron Rodgers couldn't or Aaron Rodgers couldn't even take you there. So Rodgers, who the only place he's going to take you to is the toilet bowl, and then you got Brett Favre who will take you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm just saying we're not going to talk about. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you, bro. That that age like milk. On a Mississippi asphalt, bro. Mm-hmm. That is. <laughs> well, let's so let's close out these last two games and let's just finish the season. You know, let's figure out what's going to be our win loss column and let's move. Let's move forward, man. Let's let's stop uh, looking in that rear view all the time. Absolutely, man. Hey, we're going to learn more about this team. We talked about it all year long. 
Jordan Love right now, boys. Jordan Love cooking. He is cooking. And that's something to hang your hat on, right? We can get this defense in line. Just, just you know, earlier in the year, we're going, hey, look, man, top, we, we said on this show over and over and over, top 15 defense. I mean, there was years we begged for that. Top five scoring defense at the time. Since then, crash and burn. Um, if you can get it, if you can just get it sustained just for a touch, right, get through this season, get in the playoffs and get one game of playoff experience for this young team, next year the sky's the freaking limit. The cap right. opens up. You make a decision on Bach. You're going to yep. save money whether Bach's on the, on the roster or not. He's not going to be here for the $40 million. Yep. There's going to be a ton of cap room that's going to free up, going to put ourselves in a little bit better position. And maybe you do. Maybe you deal, Ja. I hope he stays. I want Ja from three years ago. The fun-loving Ja out there making plays, um, throwing his body around like he did in the Rams game, which he re-injured the shoulder. Um, You know what I'm saying? You got to – we have got to – you've got to establish a level of dominance on defense, man. You've got to put yourself in a position to where you can play like the Ravens. Guys, I challenge you to go watch the Ravens' defense. You're not going to find something go, whoa, this scheme. You're not going to see it. You're going to see linebackers not hesitating. Somebody just tagged me in a tweet. I think it was Steve Cook on, on Twitter. Tagged me in a tweet, and it sh- uh, I think Ross Uglum tweeted out that Quay Walker is like top five in PFF tackle grade this year. It's amazing to me that we leave out the other stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the Josh Myers thing, right? I'm not trying to dog on anybody, but. Josh Myers is a good pass blocker. We all heard. Why are we saying he's a good pass blocker? Are we only a passing team? Like, why are we only mentioning one thing? Like, if you can get all that to come together, I challenge you to watch the Ravens and watch their linebackers attack the ball. Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, which, by the way, Roquan Smith leaving Chicago and then going to Baltimore and just balling out. It he brings me the joy that you have no idea. <laughs> joy. I'm just telling you right now. So, yeah, Blake's got to mention my – Oh, draft crush there, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, big Notre Dame guy. He's a baller too. But you know what, man? You know what Baltimore does? They draft high football like you guys. You you can look at just about every one of their high high end draft picks and look at their PFF grades in college through the roof. Through they the got roof. a coaching staff that ain't with that BS either. Oh, could you imagine? Whoo! That's like job pulling this stuff with another coaching staff. You know, that's that's why I'm proud of Lafleur and I'm proud of Goody for doing what they did. Right, it got to the point where if they let this go, boys. Well, because then you only get there's only two games left. So if you needed to make a statement, it had to happen now. What are you going to do? F- fine him and suspend him for the last game. He's going to pout the rest of the year if he doesn't right. have a chance to come back and you know say say something or make up for it against the Bears. Then he's going to heal spiral. That's a good point. I didn't look at it that way. You guys hit that like button for so other Packer fans can find this show, find this channel. We appreciate you. Uh, BetUS is the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live. Uh, if you guys want to support the stream, it costs $0. You click on the link in the YouTube description uh, on this on this uh, specific video, and that link will take you directly to BetUS. You can register for free as a customer. It doesn't cost you a dime, and because you use that link, it supports our show. Um, I know BetUS, as it sits right now, has the Packers as two-point underdogs going into Minnesota. Um, I'm kind of feeling good about that plus two. I'll just say that. I'm not – don't take my advice for anything, but I think the Packers are going to surprise people this weekend. I think we might get one of the better performances. I think you're going to get a team that that has kind of been shook into place. I think the defense will play better. It helps that you don't have Hawkinson, right, and it helps that they've got three 
third string quarterbacks, you know, which means they'll probably play starting caliber against our defense, but that's okay. <laughs> At least history dictates that. So uh, again, that's bet us celebrating the 30th year in business, the official sports book of Packers total access live. Appreciate them jumping on board. So guys, again, thank you so much uh, for the super chats. Mike's going to end it with one. I want he's uh yeah. Super chat here. Mike Hebring says, I want an attacking nasty dictating defense. Let's go. That's right. I said defense instead of D for a reason. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm all about it, Mike, um, but it starts with the personnel, man. It don't start with the personnel, but the personnel is a big part of it. Um, I right. wouldn't be surprised if you bring someone from Baltimore and they come in and look at talent and look at how the, the, the defense is built and go, hey, we got we to gotta scrap some of this. I'm just saying it's it, we're talking about three decades, mm -hmm. right? Not Well, let's see, two decades, I should say, right? Since you, people have complained about the defense over and over and over, you had that one good run there in 2010, decent year in 2014. Other than that, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So, <laughs> just saying. Look at Murph. 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 Yeah, Murph. Yeah, Murph. No reason, just want to support the drink. Murph, you're the man, buddy. You supported us since day one. We can't thank you enough. That's a boss move right there, Murph. Yeah. I like that. He's the man, dude. He is the man. All right, we're out of here, guys. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with us. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. Just a quick shout out to all the super chats. United Bates, Chewy, Chewy remortgaged his house here to uh, <laughs> support the stream tonight, buddy. We, we appreciate you, man. Uh, Britain, Indiana, appreciate you. Smug Industries, United Bates again, Chewy again, once again, Mike Hebring and Cheesehead Murph, of course, man. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, you make this so much fun, so enjoyable. And we look forward to joining you guys tomorrow morning for Good Morning Lambo. Carly, thank you for hopping on. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully we didn't yeah. annoy you too much with the Jair talk. We're putting it to bed, guys. Yeah. We're putting it to bed. That was the whole point tonight was, all right, we're done with it. I wouldn't have had it in the title, but somebody got smart and said, you need to change the title. I'm not changing the title because you said not to change the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> all right, we're out of Y'all have a good night. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. You tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. Look at this play where we're trying to get it. A seal here. And a seal here. And try to run this play in the alley.